it's me, your inner demons. And I'm here to remind you that you too need to eat good food in the new year <laughs> with today's sponsor, HelloFresh. Or your stomach will sound like that. <laughs> Now, if you're like me and your inner demon gets a little hungry sometimes. Or if you're like me and I get hangry. Maybe you need to not only try some newer foods, but get some food that's not only good for you, but makes you feel good eating it as well. Now, HelloFresh has over 40 meals every week to choose from, and they are an at-home meal prep service where you literally tell them how many meals you want every week for however many people. For me and daddy, we do two people or three meals a week and they send you all your pre-portioned off foods. It's all fresh, it's all packaged, and they not only have a lower carbon footprint than most companies, they're also gonna save you from just buying things you don't need at the grocery store. Yeah, and because when I go shopping for myself, I'm throwing vegetables out every week because they go bad before I eat them. As well as, you just tend to buy a lot of snacks and that's no snacks. no I, I buy uh, like uh -huh, if, uh -huh. if you just need one celery for a recipe you have to buy a whole stock so then you don't use the rest and they give you pre-portioned meals but they also give you directions that make sure you could you it's foolproof it's daddy proof it is it is me and daddy a little stony baloney out of our minds trying to make food proof and even when i don't follow the directions it still comes out good <laughs> so if you'd like to try HelloFresh on us, get 50% off your first box and free shipping. Try out by using the link down below. It starts with a POG, but that is the code that'll get you up to 50% off and a free box with some good ass meals. Now on to the show. Speaking of, I am hungry. Uh, Daddy just walked uh, into the front door uh, with the HelloFresh box. Is that why you did the HelloFresh read? Because I, I literally it. walked in with it. <laughs> it, it, it? Honestly, yes. You were looking at my box and salivating. Oh. Salivating? Salivating? What, what, what's your safe word? Salivating. Salivating. <laughs> Welcome back to What's Your Safe Pod. I'm Amp. I'm Mr. Christopher. And today we are a sex education podcast. It's got a few kinks. <laughs> My allergies have been killing me this week. I know you're like sniffleus snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus. What did you call snuffleupagus. me? <laughs> what does that make you? Why can't I talk today? Maybe you're. you're, you're the, are you the Grouch? Yeah, I'm Oscar the Grouch. Oh, yeah. or Daddy the Grouch. There's a shirt, Daddy the Grouch. Okay, I can't keep making Daddy shirts. <laughs> First of all, I just finished a new design called Bratty Daddy. Which Bratty Daddy, which shop is super soon. cute. I can't wait to wear it. But I also made Bratty Puppy because I know some of y'all are going to be like, oh, it's always about Daddy. That is the definition of a Bratty Puppy. How dare you? <laughs> How come I didn't get one? <laughs> <laughs> then we need to make a Bratty Baby, a Bratty no. Mom. Oh, no, too much. Okay. Too much. We do put our foot down every once in a while. Yeah, um, he does. But it was something that y'all kept, literally kept asking for in the uh, in the last episode that we did where uh, they had the brat TikTok. Like the inner thoughts. Yeah. Which I agreed with. We need a little bit of bratty daddy energy every once in a while. Yes. Um, But I, it's been quite a week, daddy. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Although I got sucked in last night because you have been... Sucked in by who? By TikTok. <gasps> you have been oh. telling me that I need to start a TikTok. So I finally had some time and I did it last night and you you can't stop it's like one o'clock <laughs> in the morning when I got done and it's 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 time consuming that's how they get you down oh my god that's how they get wait so can I ask honestly because uh, okay. I've said for years that you should make one just have an account to like like things or even watch stuff because you literally go out of your way to watch 
Facebook reels of TikToks that were no, reposted no, on no, Twitter. No, like no, you bend no, over backwards no, not no, to no, use TikTok. No, no, what? No, 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 no this no, is the no, question. No, no, listen. Yes, yes. I don't bend over backwards to Brandy watch reels. That's just Brandy how Brandy. they do it. This is the the, you, you, you do you, mm-hmm. you, you're just going through your feed, and one video pops up. You click it, and then all of a sudden, it's just video, 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 video. So I don't go out of my way to do it. It just happens. No, you've gone out of your way and you made an account, though. I'm curious what, what oh. pushed you over the edge. Uh, you. You pushed me over the edge. <laughs> you, 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 you? No, really. No, because you me. said that you, be. yes, it was you. You, so you said that I needed an account. And so I, I did. I, you know, truthfully, I didn't think TikTok was going to last. I, I, TikTok? TikTok. I cannot talk today. <laughs> TikTok would not last. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just a passing fad. And no, it's not going away. And it was from China, and I, I thought it was problematic, and it well, is. It's, it's very still, problematic. <laughs> yeah, but but in the grand scheme of things, social media at least, there's always going to be evil parts to a social media. It's a matter of how you use the evil to then do good, hopefully. And I feel like we've done some good with the evilness corporations that do exist by spreading information, educating. I but you flagged. didn't just no, 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 no. Don't even try to gloss over that you started a TikTok. What? You didn't just start a TikTok. I looked and you had like eight TikToks already posted. Well, you have to you have to do some content, right? To You're, get it started. That's actually we're today we're talking about content creation because Daddy, do you know what just happened? What? Last night? No. What? I, t- I texted you about it and I was like, woo. You text me so much. What? <laughs> I don't go woo a lot. 300,000. Oh, 300,000 followers. Yes. We have 300 heckin' thousand on followers YouTube, on YouTube. Which is so amazing. I want to start out the podcast by saying thank you all for following. Yes. Um, for watching, whether it's sharing, liking, retweeting, commenting. And I put out on tw- Twitter that now I have 300,000 thousand subs exactly i am the most dominant dom 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 okay well the planet. way to turn that positive into a negative and make you sound like a dumb dumb <laughs> but i just no wholeheartedly um uh, with with all my ass because my ass is bigger than my heart i just appreciate don't laugh at my compliments uh i just appreciate that people take the time to not only consume our content but to share it and enjoy it just get all up we, in it we could not be yeah. here we would not be here. We would not be on any of these platforms. Daddy wouldn't be on TikTok, probably. I would not be on TikTok, trust if, me. If not for our, our community just yeah. being really supportive and, and, and vibing with us. So thank you. Thank you, foremost. guys. And then second and foremost, make sure you follow Daddy on TikTok. <laughs> you're going to get banned if you're not careful. I already got flagged. I get oh, uh, like the third video long. I put up. They're like, nope, this has sexual content. And it didn't. So I... You were wearing a jockstrap. I appealed it. I was... I was blow drying <laughs> blow drying my beard with a brush in a in a in mr pam's makeup mirror wearing a jock strap and a harness that is the most gay but, sentence i've ever heard <laughs> inappropriate take it off the internet so and i put uh uh, uh lionel richie's isn't she lovely oh wait that's not lionel richie um, oh canceled <laughs> anyway i just song under it and it was very cute but there's nothing sexual about Daddy, it unless you're you think a me, strap over your dick. I was wearing a jock strap over my not yes. a strap. It was it was a leather one. You can't see any bulge. You couldn't see anything. We could see everything. You couldn't. Minus your dick. No. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, I get it. I get it. I'm on your side, of course, but I just don't want you to get deleted because I know that that's frustrating. And yeah. I think that TikTok's a wonderful platform, but that's kind of the topic of today's episode is how do you create sex positive content as a sex worker? That's not posting porn like because we did not too long ago. We did ask a sex worker anything on the YouTube 
And I was reminded the other day by our Twitch chat that there was over 200 questions in that thread. And I think we only answered like 10 Two. in that video <laughs> because there's only so much time that yep. we can do. So I wanted to take today's episode to answer more sex ed questions with a, with this with the idea in mind that like there's a way to create sex positive content that's not porn, but there's also a way to make sex and, positive content and that I can think help you sell the porn. I think that's preferable, truthfully. So uh, being a um, sex content creator, yeah. you get tired of creating sex content sometimes. That's fair. And so it's a nice avenue to be more creative in other ways. And it's an outlet that hopefully, yeah, drives your other creativity. That That's kind of, that. you know, I go on little bursts of posting and scheduling my sex sexy time content mm -hmm. because like you, I get burnt out on some things and I, <laughs> I focus on the stuff that makes me happy and gives me life, as they say. And every eight months you look at what the money is owed to you and you're like, oh shit, I should be doing this well okay. that's why you diversify your income if you're a content creator diversifying what you do is not only i mean already we have talked about tiktok merch uh sex work as well as youtube in the first five minutes of this five podcast minutes, and that's just our life and that's not even also talking about the fact that we have a sponsor today manscaped, manscaped. <laughs> and they're very sex positive and more so for the gays because you know what's coming up Sports, sports ball. So they know their audience. <laughs> Wait, okay. So I just want to say, cue NFL draft sound if possible. Okay, Daddy, I need your best announcer voice for the sport sporting oh God, event. I sports. Can't do, I don't do sports ball. You just pretend like you smoked a, a big old cigar. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, and you love. And beer. he's running down the fifth the, with the. I love this. I love this. Yes, the hedge trimmer. Yep. And he's coming up the abdomen, going to the side and then going to the right and then going to the left nut. And Dan, the you're right so nut. right. The NFL draft season is here. And the most exciting prospect is the prospect of being perfectly groomed and getting that ball. ball, ball. Is that your butch voice? This is my, this is my, I'm the other co-host. Oh, okay. you're, you're the gruff announcer. I'm the really yeah. like peppy, oh, young, yeah. cool, hip, well-groomed. Just look at its explosive talent with RPM. With all that power, the lawnmower is still the most nimble on the the field and its skin safe technology that reduces your nicks and snags while making all the right cuts on hair. You're so right, Dan. This year, the Lawnmower 4.0 is taking it right down the middle and getting all the pesky hair you didn't want there. Now, you've seen us talk about the Lawnmower 4.0. You even heard us talk about the Weed Whacker. But now, the Beard Hedger is the new MVP this sports season. I'm so sorry if you don't like sports. This is us trying our best to make this ad read fun. And and in the season of trimming the roster, Manscaped will make sure you're cutting off all the right players and not the important pieces to your E. Well done, Dan. I'm <laughs> sounding that last word. So if you're looking to go for the goal, which is not a NFL reference, but that is a sports ball reference. Hey, check out Manscaped.com. No, there's a goal in NFL. No, that's a, a field goal, but not yeah, a goal. goal. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was a Hail Mary of a comment, Daddy. <laughs> Check out manscaped.com. Use offer code WATS20 to get 20% off with free shipping. Again, at manscaped.com using offer code WATS20. Thanks, Dan. Now back to you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know what's also important to content creating is knowing how to make things fun. Exactly. <laughs>
<laughs> Ball's in your court, daddy. Yes, yes. Um, I'm just Fun. gonna dribble. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you could dribble while getting your your balls. Oh, I dribble trimmed. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, well, after this, usually, daddy, you know what comes after the ad read though is uh, dad tea. Dad tea, dad tea. Somebody stole from me. Who? So daddy, daddy, I told daddy I had some tea today, so he's letting me take over the tea. So we went to a lovely little beer bust at the Eagle this weekend, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was the 10-year anniversary of the SF Eagle. Congrats. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as me and Lux were waiting in line to get into the bar, and this bar had two lines. There was a line to get into the the block party. Don't even get me started. And then a line to get in the bar. Daddy had to wait for like an hour and a half. I I was not happy. Anyway, that's not the TT. I was literally pulling out my ID for the doorman of the first line. Yeah. Which again was outside. It was a fucking windy ass day. Oh my! And, you have no idea. And I'm pulling out my ID, and there happened to be a twenty folded in my wallet. And I was like, "Oh no!" Nice. It got blown into the wind. Oh no! And into the first part of the bar, and I was just like, "Oh shit, twenty dollars." I look at the bar man, and I was like, "Hey, can I grab that? That was a twenty I just dropped." And he's like, nah, "No, you can't. You gotta let me check your ID first. And I was like. The twenty dollars. So I watched the twenty kind of get skipped in, <laughs> and I even I'm like pointing at it, and I make eye contact with this one gay uh-huh. in a, a flowery hat, and I I see them pick it up and then put it in their pocket, <laughs> and as I'm finally I get my ID scanned. My friend in front of me, Lux, uh-huh. had his ID scanned first, so he runs over to the guy and he's like, "Hey, can can you give us back that twenty? And the guy without missing a beat, what twenty? <laughs> Rude asshole. I okay. It's twenty dollars. Do we know who it is? No, but I saw them so many times at the bar. If I see them again, I'm gonna. Ooh, yeah. No, you shouldn't point it out when I got there. I was not in a good mood when I got there yeah, because sorry. I was in the middle of teaching two classes. I had and we did a, a hypno workshop for visible restraint in the day, and then I had an hour and a half off. So I and, and and the eagle was two blocks away. So I ran over quickly to come meet you for at least one drink. It you got took, that took me you got a drink an hour yep. to go through both lines to get to you, and it was a freaking wind tunnel. It was so cold, and I was just shivering in my little hoodie all the way in. So I was not in the mood by the time I got to you. Thankfully, you had a drink waiting for me. I downed it, and I had to go back to the my drink next was, class. The drink was, was there for 45 minutes. I know! <laughs> so, so Daddy! I'm so sorry about that. But also, if problem, I find you, if I find whoever ooh, stole 20, my $20, ooh. we I will get the... the I'm gonna be hungry. <laughs> you should have told me. You should have no, told me. No, you were already having a hungry. I would have I would have I would have gotten your twenty back. <laughs> it's just twenty. And that that was kind of the moment for me it was like, it's twenty dollars. If that person really feel felt the need to steal it from me when he saw me see him pick it up oh as my. I was pointing. That's like, just rude though. It Why is. are people like that? Gays are sometimes terrible. Oh my goodness. But you know what's not terrible? What? Sex work. Mm. <laughs> Today's topic. Now we again we did a wonderful ask a sex worker or ask a triple x star ask a porn star anything i forget what i named it 
to be family, quote unquote, family friendly. Mm -hmm. But I want today's conversation to not only be about sex work and answering the other hundred and something questions people had, but also talking about social media in a way that you can leverage it to be a sex positive person, Mm -hmm. especially after our BDSM class and everyone being, there was tons of questions after our BDSM or buddies doing social media class. Yeah. So are you ready? I am so ready. ready? Hit me with the questions. No, just questions. Not oh, your hand. okay. Sorry. I, Rude. You, you technically gave me consent. Um, the first question from Orc. Uh, how high is the percentage of people who have a problem with your work or tell it to your face as a sex worker? Um, like in my immediate orbit no, or no follow up questions. Usually. <laughs> no, I would say, I, I mean, you've got to quantify had, this. Have you ever had <laughs> issues with people in your immediate life that were like shamey? Yeah, I had a boyfriend once that uh, I was like on the third date with and said that, oh, by the way, I've done porn in college. And he went white as a ghost and almost broke up with me right then and there and then never got over. He, he it, I, that was always an issue in our relationship. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 been a hindrance in relationships and also my other uh, the the Argentinian one, he hated that I directed porn. I'm sorry. Uh, so multiple, multiple boyfriends. Multiple boyfriends. Yeah. And so, oh. and I tried to hide it and not, and not put it in their face and tried to give, keep those two lives separate so much. So I'm very happy to be with someone who's sex positive and I don't have to hide it from would you say, not to turn this into like a therapy session, yeah. would you say that that gave you any like complexes about relationships? Probably. Uh, because, (laughs) well, sure. When your, your partner is telling you that you're a sex addict for being in the sex industry, um, you start to believe that. And so that was detrimental to my psyche at the time because it wasn't true. No, and it's not true. And I wish, I wish you had people in your life that told you it wasn't a problem because that, well, I do now. I know, but even even back then, like people can really set a bad precedent in your mind and set like give you some baggage. Like I know we just traveled a bunch, but you got to unpack that baggage. <laughs> um, I've never had someone super overtly in my face about it. And that might be a generational thing, actually, because I've never had a partner that was sex negative. In fact, I had a an old ex who actually worked for one of those studios that has very underage looking models when he was under the legal age. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I've heard some bad stories yeah. about some of them, con- like companies. Um, but I've always had really sex positive people that were super like open to have convos about that. So, and I think that's where you just need to make sure you surround yourself with the people that you want now, strangers, you know, that, so I always said that sex work is like being looked up at and down at, at the same time. Oh yeah. So porn stars very much when they walked into the party, everyone's like whispering, Oh, that's so-and-so, but also, Oh, that's so-and-so. Um, so it's like. They don't have a real job. They're just they're just paid to be pretty. Um, so not factoring in their emotions or who they are as a person. Uh, you are basically just judging them as an object, which it is easy to do because that is how they're selling themselves as an object, right? So paid to be pretty. I see in my mind. I I see it as paying to be pretty and paying in like your time, your effort, your body, like you're, you're paying for it in many ways, but you're also getting paid to be pretty, I suppose, in many cases. Yeah. The, the most, the, the most successful porn stars are actually have a brain as well and know how to market <laughs> and how to, no, I mean, they, they're, they're super good looking, but they also know how to put in the work and the energy. They just don't sit there and take in the accolades. 
they 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 work their asses off see literally i don't think it's well, this is tangent so much and i love that i don't think it's even the the looking good i think it, the important thing is the brain because a lot of people have a niche market or a fetish or a content perspective that people really want to see and if it's not always, it doesn't even need to necessarily be about that person who's creating it if they're really good at marketing production and or working and collabing with the right people. And and we're seeing that in this just for fans era mm -hmm. because it is very much personality fetish based. Oh, yeah. um, people are now paying their favorite porn celebrity um, based on what their lifestyle is and how they interact with fans and what they're into. Uh, and when we used to create studio porn, we were very trying very hard not to let the actors personalities yeah. come through we were actually we wouldn't let them talk to the public <laughs> just stand there and smile um don't let them know your personality because we were trying to portray this image of something they weren't well actually that 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 that's a, we've talked about that kind of at length of yeah. like the 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 death okay oh okay i have a question one more question okay. then we'll get to the next one okay. from someone but i have a follow-up because i see it all the time are is the porn star dead so is the porn star the concept of porn star the question is when are you a porn star and and that's always been the case even in the 80s and 90s anyone who did one or two movies are like saying i'm a porn star um when half of the gay population didn't know who you were so at what point are you actually a star are you like a when household name like jeff Stryker or matthew rush or see, those aren't household of, names though i don't think well they were at the time i know i know but not anymore i agree yeah I would say, well, like, who who would you say? Rocco Steele. Okay. See, my mind went to him as well. Well, lovely, they, lovely guy. Because it's your generation. Sure. I, I'm talking about every generation has their version of a porn star. Um, and it's porn stars really literally are a, a couple dozen. Um, yeah. Otherwise, people get into porn and exit it very quickly. So what would you call someone who's not a quote unquote porn star, but they do porn very well? What would you call them? A performer. Okay. I would say a, a creator, a content creator. Yeah. And content creator now has this big wide umbrella and that's what you kids like to use. So that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I would say that the, the concept of a porn star, like you don't get your name up in lights anymore on a marquee. You're not headlining events. You're not on the f cover of a DVD anymore. Like those were the porn stars in my right. mind. Well, and I think I think still in this era, uh, if you're able to do your own just for fans, only fans, creator content and work for a studio that promotes you, you're probably in the porn star realm because the studio is paying to market your name and your image. Oh, yeah. If someone's yeah. marketing for you yeah. and I, you're I, not working for them, they're yeah. working for you in a way. That's 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 star material. So and back in the studio days, I think it was the star material was when a studio paid you to be an exclusive mm -hmm. to that studio. So they they poured a ton of money into marketing your image and building your brand. Do you think you're a porn star? <laughs> I want I'm curious. I think uh, I don't Honest know. question. I think probably now, but I don't think I was 6 or 7 years ago because I was a porn director. Well, A because I got back in front of the camera 6 or 7 years ago. Before that it had been a 20 year blip. Um and nobody Sano snapped out of existence in the porn route. No, nobody remembered. And I did bondage porn. I didn't do studio porn when I did it in my twenties. 
So no, not really. Unless you're in the fetish market, you didn't know who I was. But after, you know, building up a name as Christopher Weston, directing for Falcon and, and Colt, and then when they laid me off and I was like, oh, okay, now what do I do? Uh, and I just started my only just for fan site. Um, I got back in front of the camera and daddies were hot. And so, and I think now with social media, I've built a name. I now have my own TikTok and everything. So now I, I'm obviously a star. You're not a porn star without a TikTok, <laughs> guys, okay? I just think it's interesting because I see it every once in a while. I'll see the, you know how like, no kink at pride or you know those kinds of debates are very recurring yeah porn stars are dead always happens on my timeline every uh, couple of months yeah and it's usually driven by those in the upper echelon quote-unquote of the well-to-be off gays that have following and status or do memes right and i always kind of giggle because i'm like why does it matter in a way, it's, it, it, it has really to do with ego. And, and, and if we're going to be honest here, you know, there are more people creating porn than ever in exactly. the history of the universe. Exactly. Right? So they can't all be stars. <laughs> and I, yeah, you got I, there's to me, there's no such thing as a porn star anymore. There's performers. There's there's models. Sorry, Rocco Steele. I, th um, I think that there are still some stars around. <laughs> Daddy, you are a star in my mind. And I'm Aww. not saying I'm not saying that people like Rocco and others aren't stars, but I just find that the the term itself has lost a lot of its value. It lost its value a yeah. long time ago. I think I think as more and more got people got into porn, you have to remember when porn first started in the seventies and eighties, it was a rarity, right? You know, mm -hmm. there there weren't a lot of people flocking to the porn industry at that time because because you were very much looked down upon. So it was just a handful, and especially in the gay industry, a handful of people. But as time went on, and I think through the 90s and, and more people got comfortable showing off and getting paid to do so, it, it, I think the star dimmed a little bit. Yeah. Oh, it's flickering. <laughs> It's, it's about to shoot. And then now everyone's... I And I don't hear people calling themselves porn stars anymore. Every once in a while, a girly will go, I'm a porn star. And the, the gays will quickly make sure that they know. <laughs> their place. Yeah. They, they put them in their place very quickly, especially the ones that know how to read. Because uh, some porn stars are illiterate, apparently. Um, I, 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 I think it's a fascinating conversation as we get into it. Okay. Um, but, oh God, that was a... That was a tangent. That was a good tangent. Good, good tangent. Okay. High five. Yeah, You're a real star over there. Thank you. Gold star. Thank you. Um, I, on the same line, though, um, Hardcore asks, what's the process of setting up a collab? We use the term collab many times. What is that? I I, I, I want to do a shirt collab, bro. Um, hate but bro. you won't let I me. I hate it. You won't let me. I, Make it yourself you then. Do well. Make it yourself okay, then. Okay, fine. Um, so collabing, I love collabing because it's, no, it's explain what it is though. Oh, collabing, uh, collabing is when two content creators get together, have sex together, shoot it, and that neither one of them pays each other for it, but then they put the finished product both on their fan sites. So they both get content out of it. And th there's a cross marketing of fans too. So like if I collabed with um i don't know so somebody out there and they have a huge following they're gonna put me on their wall uh when with the finished product and uh, people who have never heard of me but are into them are gonna be like oh who's this guy and come check me out and vice versa so if it it's a, a new up-and-comer model and they do something with me my fans will say oh who's this guy and go follow him 
So it, it does, and this is where a YouTube perspective is kind of helpful because collabing or collaboration was a huge thing since the the dawn of YouTube. Yeah. We saw this this cross. It was it's literally the most pure form of cross promotion. If you can make someone sit down and watch a video that not only contains the original creator that you're following, but a random person they've never met before that they tend to like. Like if you can make someone likable on your page and on your pr platform. That, that cross-promotion is great for audiences. Do you know who was brilliant and probably the first collaborer and used it so well to keep their career going? You're going to tell me. Madonna. Oh, sure. She used Britney yeah, yeah. Spears. She used Christina Aguilera. She used all yep. the hot, young, up-and-coming artists. Cher, Elton John. They've been doing it, too. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, but Madonna really perfected the art. Yeah. Well, I'm just so naming more recent original stuff. that Because pe people have been seeing all the Dua Peep and Britney Spears with Elton John's recently. Um, but I think that what's the best practice? I would say make your values known. And I say that because I've worked with a many a creator who was on equal footing, let's say, mm -hmm. hypothetically, of course, I'm not trying to put anyone down or make me seem popular, but like on equal footing numbers wise, but we both put in the same amount of work. But I've also worked with people who didn't have any following, but had a, a, a breadth or a wherewithal or a knowledge of a topic so well that working with them is a huge benefit for me. But they also get a, a bump in following and, and, yeah. and, and content as well. But also, I've worked with people who are way bigger than me. And I've offered to say, like, script the episode. I would edit the episode. I'd make little clips that they could use. You have to make your benefits and your your pluses very well known if you want to collab with someone. Everyone brings something to the table. And everyone's different, too. So I, I, I've worked with uh, collaborators who are like very specific about, okay, don't you release anything before me? We're going to pick a date. We're going to do it at the same time, sure. like to the minute. <laughs> oh, like, absolutely. I always find that a little silly because I'm like, eh, there's going to be crossover. <laughs> well, and I've also worked with people that, and again, no shade, because I don't, I like people that are chill and relaxed mm. that, that, that shoot at themselves with their stuff. And they're like, I'll get it to you in a few weeks. And like oh. months later, I've not gotten it. I'm not giving them a hard time because they no, want to edit it. You but know? The, you, well, that's the biggest problem is the editing. People hate <laughs> editing. There is not. I can't tell you anyone no who edit. loves editing, no. right? Well, and so it's always hello. that chore. In the you pay someone to edit now. I pay someone to it's, cut the fat. Right. I still love the editing process. I know, but there's it's a lot of work. It so is. You, you're you're paying someone to take the the bulk of the workout. Yeah, um, I'm paying someone who so, a lot of these content creators and, and trust me, you want this stuff edited because there is things in there that will kind of deflate your enjoyment of the scene uh, because we're producing a fantasy, right? So it's like when you watch a movie and something takes you out of the movie, right? Takes you out of your fantasy. If the editing is, is a little off or feels weird, then yeah, you might not, you, yeah. you don't, as a follower, you might not want to pay for that because the, it, it took you out or it made you feel bad. I don't know. But when you're doing something like a collaboration, being easy to work with, being communicative, being realistic about expectations, but also delivering what you promise, now, super important. And I always volunteer to do the editing unless I know their skills are really good. And that's because I look really bad at certain angles. <laughs> so I know how to cut to the other camera when those angles come up. <laughs> oh, I had someone the other day that, that messaged me. is like, let's collab. And he's like, okay, I'm in the city here and there. What do you want to do? And I immediately said, I was like, okay, let me know when you're here. I live here. Here are my skills. Let's do a thing. Nothing. 
absolutely nothing. They never got back. And I was like, okay, well, we're not working together, I guess. Like, so, so bad the, timing the sometimes. most people I collaborate to answer the, the bulk of that question, which sure. was how do people uh, Twitter is the one source of. So when someone's coming to San Francisco and, that, and that's the other thing is uh, collaborators live in different areas. So you really have to be in the same location to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, so if you're traveling to a town and I, I do this once in a while, I'll, I'll say, hey, I'm coming to Vegas. Anyone want to collab? Um, and then if you DM me, um, we can set something up. But don't do that kind of shit where you're just engagement farming and wanting people to comment on a thing. That's annoying. The people, people will do that. No, I don't. I don't. I, no, so no, no, I don't. I, I don't. I'm not Be really genuine, expecting other people. Regardless comments. of content. I, I, um, yeah. uh, oh, how about this one? Uh, JW says, why don't you love me? <laughs> Is that a question? Yeah, there's a question. There's a question. There's a question mark. I don't know you. Fair. Fair. <laughs> if you want to get to know us, follow us on social media. Wait, no, they are following us on social media. That's not getting to, they're getting to know us. We're not getting to know them. <laughs> Two-way street. Well, um, how about uh, Michelle who asks, what's your least favorite thing about the job? I feel like we answer this a lot, but every time we answer it, it's different. We answer it very differently every time. Truthfully, I'm going through it right now a little bit. I, I am like exhausted um, burnout 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 um so when your life is and, and you know it's so funny i was talking uh, thankfully i have a really sex positive therapist and i was talking to them and they're like i was like i'm just so exhausted i don't want to have sex <laughs> this week Aww. and and they asked me they're like when's the last time have you ever felt like this before and i was like i had to think and i was like yes i did way back in 1992, when I first moved to San Francisco, I worked for Drummer Magazine. I was working in the sex industry 24-7, and I was living in the back of this apartment that Drummer Magazine got me uh, with no windows in the apartment. Oh God. And I'm living in the back of the sex shop, so I have to walk through. So I had no downtime from the sex industry like literally to go to the shower i had to go through the sex shop outside and through a different door and go yeah, up three a, flights of stairs I to the, imagine why you were burnt out you couldn't uh, go to the shower after easily. two years i was so depressed and burnt out Aww. and you know what switched that moving to a sunny apartment with windows <laughs> and and having time off yeah. from doing it so i i think it's very easy because uh you know it's your life it's your lifestyle and it's how you make an income um that you don't want to pass up a good opportunity when it comes but sometimes you're just not in the mood that's so, fair and that should be okay so that is okay um did that answer the question I think so. Was the question about burnout? <laughs> the worst part. I would say, but but to burnout. What, like, what is the worst thing? The worst thing is is uh, when it takes away from your enjoyment of sex, or just enjoyment of anything, it, because you view it as work. And, yeah, and you're tired of it. Burnout happens to any creative person. Um, it's that feeling of oh, I've already posted on this thing, or I'm not getting joy out of it. And every once in a while, I feel burnout with like the content that we create. And when that happens, I focus on things that make me happy and give me joy. Yeah, like so, so, like the last three events we go to, um, I because like, we travel to different cities like Austin and stuff, I, I get hit up like, hey, do you want to collab? Collab? Want to collab? <laughs> and, you know, after working in a booth all day, no, I'm too tired. I don't want to and I can't. But then I feel bad because you're no, sexy as hell and I would like to, though. but I, I just I don't have the energy. Or Honestly, time. you don't want to. But but. I wouldn't want to work with someone that when I said, hey, I'm burnt out and I'm doing a lot of work this week and I don't have time, but I really think you're handsome. 
if they said, you know what, that's so that's so fair. I really appreciate that. Let's. They do. Back. They always do. Okay, then I want to work. But I still like feel that. guilty because oh, I'm like, oh, I'm letting this sexy opportunity go by. Um, the worst part is feeling like you have to do something. Yeah. And I think that that comes with burnout. Yeah. I think that comes with any sort of job. You lean into a certain category of thing or something like that, and you feel like you're pigeonholed and you're you're boxed into this topic. I see it all the time, not only in porn. Who, where people do fetish content and they get bored of it, but maybe like Twitch. I have friends that only will play one kind of game. That is their bread and butter, and it's only good audience when they play that one game. How do you not get burned out by doing that? I never, I never pigeonholed myself into one game. I always okay. made it open to my audience, like, hey, we're gonna do this, we're gonna or do this, or we could do this. What do you guys yeah, want to do? Some days, yeah. I, I try to have like a bit of a schedule, and this goes for all content creators. Is like build expectations and and regular. Regular C, I was what I was going to say. Regular C, normal C. Normal C is what I meant. Thank you. And make sure that you try to hold yourself to that the most you can, but make it really clear that like you're a human. And if you don't feel like doing a certain thing, maybe you'll switch it up. Consistent. You want to be consistent, but you don't want to be, you don't want to kill yourself with consistency. Ooh, there's a good one. Mm. Yeah. Cause that makes it boring and you don't yeah. want to do it then. That's yeah. why, like, that's why we switch it up every once in a while with like ask uh, episodes versus like shopping episodes versus every once in a while. Like I love deep diving into content like that safe word episode we did, but it doesn't do well. And right. I realize that, but I like to mix it up because it makes it makes me feel yeah. like you're doing something different. creatively mm. fulfilled. Yeah. And I like being filled. Yes. Mm. Yeah. You want to collaborate? Well, not right. We are right now, technically. Thank oh, we are. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Would you like to plug yourself? Uh, I, sorry. I just Would plugged like myself. To... I'm, I'm plugged. Thanks. <laughs> um, I think that answered the question really well. That that okay. was a, that was a good. good, good. Yeah. Love it. Burnout. Love it. it happens. Um, treat yourself kindly. <sighs> oh, okay. Camilo asks, "How do you deal with STIs and STDs? Like, mm. I mean, if you contract one, do you have to like put your work on hold? Yes." Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever had an instance of that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's happened. So like if you, so the big, so I'm on prep. So uh, HIV isn't really a concern of mine anymore. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but uh, chlamydia and gonorrhea are my biggest two that I worry about. Um, because it's really easy to pass around and people mm -hmm. don't know they have it sometimes. Um, but if you find you've been exposed, um, I now uh, do doxy, doxy uh, which doxy is doxycycline, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of an antibiotic that should wipe it out. Um, and I go get tested. And um, if I have it, then I'll get treated for it and I will stop honestly having sex with anyone for a week i and, think and, and, and you know i'm always up front with if, if someone was scheduled to collab with me i'm like hey it's like the COVID. best week let's it's, let's postpone it's like covid <laughs> yeah. to answer your question it's just like if you got exposed for covid and you had something planned yeah like you can be more open and honest about it but honestly the easiest thing that people and thank god for like the normalcy of like hey don't shame someone for getting sick that, mm -hmm. that covid has brought around I think that that helps to just have an open conversation. I have you ever had that happen though, where an STI STD popped up that canceled or ruined a, a planned shoot? Yeah, all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to. Think. Usually, if they, if, and I, I always appreciate it ahead of time getting the notice that, that oh, I can't shoot. Um, I'm like, great. 
Thank you for telling me. Um, we will postpone. But like, not a problem. Don't 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 wait till the last minute to do that. Well, I like, know be that's conscious yeah, and considerate I've of been your workers. Many a shoot when it's mm-hmm. the day of and the lights are all set and an hour before the shoot. Oh, I can't do it. Um, but the other thing I think, and I, I think uh, prep has really helped with this, is everyone gets tested now at the bare minimum three month every three months to keep their prescriptions going. Um, and I think testing has gotten way easier, especially in the big cities, for STDs. And I think the stigma has been taken away from it. Um, and at least sex workers um, get tested regularly so they know. Uh, and they're on top of it. Um, so, and I'm thinking that is cutting down the the times you are uh, uh, exposed to, to STDs. Sure. Or STIs. How about this one um, from Dem who says, how much lube is, is used for filming a sax scene? As much as you need. How much have you ever, how much is like the most you've ever used? I don't know. I go through usually a quarter bottle of silicone lube every sex scene, I think. Okay. How big is the bottle? Uh, like a 32 ounce? Eight ounce. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Um, depends on the kind of lube and the kind and of sex, And it depends too. on, like, yeah. if it, are you if doing a fisting water? Are you doing, if you're doing Oh, yeah, J lube. If you're using fisting J lube, that's a whole bottle full. Or, or elbow grease or anything like that. Yeah. But if you got a good silicone lube and you don't have to worry about breaking condoms or you're, or you're on prep or however your situation is, like, it, it definitely depends. But I would say... Maybe an ounce or two is how much I would normally use. I've seen and I always more. bring my own lube more. that I like uh, because I, I've been on sets before, and they if they have just a water based lube on set, that's not that just throws me off because it gets too Ooh, sticky God. and I don't like yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so it's always the pro tip: bring your own lube. How about this then? This is a good segue. And then remember to take it home with you. That's the, I always leave the lube behind once I left it in an airport. (laughs) Sorry, hold that question. What? I was putting a butt plug in in the airport stall and I took out a little thing of elbow grease and I used it and I left it on the toilet paper holder in the airport bathroom and left. And oh, it's gun oil too. By the way, it wasn't elbow grease. It was a bottle of gun oil. Also, I had just bought. It's brand yeah, let's new. It's like $60. That. Let's unpack that. What? When your partner's waiting for you outside of a toilet <laughs> for 20 minutes, waiting for you by the water, thinking, oh, we were going to go into pee real quick. There was no mention of needing to put in a fucking butt plug and then when i'm kind of perturbed that i stood there holding all the bags for 15 to 20 minutes you didn't hold all the maybe bags. you should be a bit more apologetic or at least let me know that you're gonna go put a butt plug in i, I wouldn't have waited sit you comfortably at no the you don't I do. multiple times i will see the twitter post afterwards and i'm like oh that's why you took so fucking long i thought you died i thought i thought yeah i thought you died on the toilet shout out watch my twitter feed yeah <laughs> gonna plug you here in a second not subtle at all no i and and traveling with sexy kinky fun just be careful make sure you've already gone through security as yeah. daddy has mentioned but also how long was the flight after that an hour and a half oh that's nothing where you were seated amateur <laughs> anyway wow. next question um what's the filthiest thing that you've ever been requested to do filthy with no judgment filthy yeah um i've I, been i've been asked to, to poop before i have, uh, yeah, on I have not but yes really yeah who asked you that i'm not gonna shame 
It's not my thing, but I'm also it's, not going to kiss and it's tell. It's not really shaming if you're. No, it's a fact. Um, <laughs> I did uh, mud wrestling. That's quite literally filthy. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I did that. You, but you did it. Uh huh. I'd say the filthiest thing I've actually done. Um, there was this one scene where I was doing like it was puppy play, and it was with uh, it was with a, a, a kink site of sorts. And the director, who I said, I don't like being humiliated in this way. I don't like my feet being played with. Uh, then continued to get me very dirty, draw all over my face with markers, oh. like use a bunch of tape to like create a puppy mask, which really hurt in the long Ow. run. Which um, year was that? I've never seen I, that. I can show you later, but it was okay. with it was with. Uh. And he was such an asshole. Wow. I would I would not have worked with that company again if if. He had been a director with me. Um, I did not like that scene whatsoever. Wow. And it felt dirty because it was stuff I said I didn't want to do. Well, specifically. yeah, it's, sure it's not consensual. It wasn't like a hard limit, but it was something that was like, I'm not going to have fun if we do this. And right. he still did it. Right. And I was like, okay, he didn't go okay well, that's up. rude. Um, I had sex on a tractor once, which was really greasy and got oh, grease ooh. all over me. And that was unintentional. Okay. Yeah, so. That's probably the filthiest thing. Hmm. But yeah, someone did ask me once for like poop stuff, and I was like, no, respectfully, I'm I'm not my thing. I just can't. But I, I appreciate it. I'm very curious because I don't know any companies that sell that. It wasn't a company; it was a person. Oh, okay. it, it was it. So another thing you can do Were is you like collabing. No, oh. uh, it was just a request. Oh, it was a request from. So someone. it wasn't porn. It was well, it would have been pornographic content that someone asked me to make. Oh, okay. but I was like, nah. Oh, so it was. It like was a request from a, a, a person who a was who would have paid a custom gotcha. video. There you gotcha. go. Which isn't that oh, I very that lucrative. I get that request all the time. Custom videos are very lucrative. Yeah. No, so I don't know if they are because the amount of you can, this goes back to the editing thing. So the amount <laughs> of time that it takes to shoot and then edit a custom video for one person, what's the most you're going to charge for that? Hundred dollars. Depends on the kind of. It's it's just not worth my time. That's like an that's like that's like an hour long process. Someone bought me a all. PlayStation Four once for a custom scene. How a PlayStation. Much, I don't know how much those are. So um, back then it was me. probably like four hundred dollars. Oh, see that would be worth it. That's like it a, was. A I used to stream on it. Like it was. A, <laughs> thank you, patrons. Like not patrons like Patreon, but I mean patrons who enjoy our stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm not, it's not a matter of like, it's too filthy to do, but there's just some stuff I'm not into, you know? I get it. Good answer. Good answer. Um, how about, ooh, this is a, kind of the same category. What's the scariest situation that your job has ever gotten you into? And how do you think the government, wait, and what, and how do you think the government should be doing better to protect you better? Huh. Huh. <laughs> that's a, that's a, uh, I don't think the government should be protecting me. Um, or involved in my sex or involved life in and it. how I monetize it because the I, government it, wants to treat me like unless an Unless it's a snuff film, then I oh, think the government oh, can be. Okay, Daddy, please. please. <laughs> I think that's the only time the government should get involved. Um, uh, let's scariest situation. Scariest situation. Uh, I shot a houseboat movie on Lake Powell once. And while we were shooting, a big storm came up and the houseboats oh. broke their anchors and drifted out to <gasps> sea. Um, that was terrifying. Was it called the love boat? No. Oh, it should have been. <laughs> but yeah, no, there was, it, was, it was very harrowing because you're out in the middle of nowhere on this houseboat with like 30 gays running around screaming and thongs. Going, oh my God, what do we do? What do we do? Uh, <laughs> 
the Gilligan's I mean, Island comical. theme I wish playing. I had a drone watching <laughs> us during that because the panic was real. Okay. Yeah. Which of the Gilligan's Island cast were you in that situation, though? I took charge. I was the skipper. Oh. I made everything happen. I Not got, the millionaire I got the or his boat, wife? I got the boats back. The movie star. <laughs> I was not ginger, no. Um, yeah, so that was scary. Let's most see. Most dangerous. What, most dangerous. Um, uh, oh, scariest situation, I guess, is what they're asking, though. Mm -hmm. There was a situation where... Weren't you buried? Your head was buried in the sand? You know, yes. <laughs> not scary. <laughs> Why is that not... That would, not that would have terrified me. Okay, they, so... They buried your head. In, yeah. It was inside of a box. That doesn't make it better. I wasn't scared, though. I, I would have been... That would have been claustrophobic for me. So here's, like, here's the You're key. naked with your head No, no, let me tell the, the story. Let okay. me tell the story. Yes, I was naked. It was a hot, sunny summer day. We were in the woods. Everything was covered. Like, there was no sun. But it was... This was like the third part of the scene. This is actually the most comfortable part of this scene because the first part I was suspended with my legs like bent up in a really uncomfortable thing from a tree. There was not lots of like tie off points. So it was just a really uncomfortable suspension. Still fine. Um, the second part I was like kind of in this little web between trees, but I was getting zapped by a bunch of electro shocky bitey stuff. Not fun. Not my favorite. Uh, and they checked. They shocked my balls. Oh, I hated that. But I was open to trying. And then the third part my legs were spread and I had this wooden box with a breath hole in the front, but it was like a netting that was padded. The box, they built this, they literally dug this tiny little square hole that the box slid into. And I was flexible enough back then that I could like have my legs spread and tied with my arms kind of tied up See, behind that, me. That's terrifying. The box was laying in there. I was, I was honestly just like zoning out. If I'm tied up and I'm blindfolded, I can get in such a nice Zen space I'm yeah. I'm very good at that. So I was actually okay with that. It was not that scary. The scariest though, I don't know. I don't I haven't had tons of scare. One of the one of the scariest moments I've ever had uh of a shoot I was in charge of uh was at IML uh where I had a bondage rigger who was hanging people for the the, oh God. the company <gasps> bound jocks from this like tripod uh sling thing and it had an eye bolt at the top and he hung um a model upside down in a jock strap by his ankles and then he started spinning the model around in a circle but he didn't realize that as he spun the model it was unscrewing the eye bolt oh, at no. the top and so the model fell and thankfully he was his head was only about four inches from the ground so he kind of did a duck and roll as he fell and he just landed on his shoulder but i was terrified that we yeah. had injured this person um so that was that was a safety wake-up call as a sex worker yeah. if you are doing anything whether it's pro dom work collaboration or anything please always have safety nets and safety nets for your safety nets yeah and it was a it was a carpeted convention floor but there were no mats carpets are yeah. still not yeah, yeah there should have been a mat under yeah. that and even then like yeah yeah you gotta that, be careful that was a wake-up call which i mean it wasn't your fault but you could be no but I, I felt responsible yeah you know? and, and and the model was so amazingly good about it mm -hmm. um so that was good and walked away with no injuries thank goodness um, how about this one from Dom who says, how do you mentally callous yourself from creeps online? Almost every sex worker I've met has been pretty unfazed by threats of violence. And that has me stressed out just hearing about it. 
I haven't encountered violence. I I encounter once in a while. I have one right now from uh, an Arab guy um, in is uh, DMing me, and he'll he'll be like really super sweet. And then if I don't answer his DM right away, then he's like, I am being a disrespectful sub, and how how stupid I am, and da 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 da. And so, so to the point, I've been like. Sir, I don't have the time. <laughs> Please leave me alone. I'm this close to blocking them at this point. And then they'll go back to being nice. And then if I don't answer within an hour, they're and, and they're literally in it's Saudi zone, Arabia. Right? Oh. <laughs> so it's a whole different time zone. But and they're broken English, and it so it's it, hard. Yeah, that's compl that, That's a very complicated kind of trying to do a DS sex let work up. relationship. He, oh. he's, he's, he's he like leaves paragraphs at a time. Um. And I I just i don't have the time to and language that. barriers make it very difficult but as well he wants a relationship uh um, time to begin with I don't have time. Well, you need to be more honest with them i was i but i've like literally said i do not i have time would for this. say <laughs> the easiest way to count because i get comments all the time that i know like there was one guy the other day that was like one moment was like oh my god your ass is heavenly and then literally the next thing he's like you should really stop like making that face you look ugly yeah, and I was like, what it, the that, hell? That always, and that's Jesus. that's what the Sarah guy does too. It's so funny. They, they they're very complimentary, and then just turn like it's like Jekyll and Hyde. And 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 if you don't give them what they want, they're gonna just demean and and say mean shit to you. Well, to them, and, you and are an animalistic under, tendency, I, an urge that they have about sex and fun. I don't and understand urge. the philosophy there. Is that you think that's gonna make me want to talk to you? No, it's it, not. It repels me. Um, how do we? callous ourselves mentally i we we have a pretty good rip, rapport with our own psyches and we know how to boost ourselves and hype ourselves up but we also have people in our lives that actually care about us and aren't just treating us for sex yeah. and if you're just going to treat me as a sexual object and like buy things or support that's totally fine i appreciate that um but if you're not also refilling my own emotional needs, then that's something I rely on other people for. We're very lucky because our fan base, 99% is great. supportive and great. And great. they totally like, uh, they're like, oh, do you need some rest? We'll give you some rest. Don't I, <laughs> I say I'm tired and I can't get on yeah. to stream or a video post late or there's no content for a week. And people are just like. Uh, the, almost always there's more likes and support on those things because they're like bestie re re replenish your your fuel tank like we'll still be here we want you to create content that we all enjoy not yeah, just it, you you know everyone wants to enjoy it so i i just take it with a grain of salt so you you know there there I, there are so many like phantom accounts of my name out there and it only pisses me off when they ask for money to somebody and somebody tells me that they or have, you hear and, someone actually get scammed which is just and people are always constantly saying oh there's a christopher dot weston uh yeah. that is out there do you want me to report on instagram i'm like sure it's not going to do much but i can't do much about it myself so I just I just don't let it bug me. So I I had the only time that there's ever been a creepy instance that really I just couldn't take was I was working at Knob Hill, which is a live sex show place where they used to put your name in. It, literally, they would put porn stars up in their sexy hotel, and then you would go on stage and you do some stage shows to a live audience, almost like a tiny little movie theater. And there was one guy who was always really complimentary online, mm -hmm. and I I appreciated it. Um, he didn't really do much in the terms of like supporting or tipping a bunch, but he he was at that show and I knew it was him because the first thing he said was, here are some long socks for you. 
And I knew that this thing had a re this person had a thing for long socks. Mm. And so, you know, I did the the nice to see you bits and like, oh, I know who you are. And then he was like, you need to put them on now. <laughs> and we're in a really, really loud, like lights blasting sort of. Theater. I love it when they demand. <laughs> and I said, you know, I really appreciate that. I'm, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and put them in the back room so I make I don't lose them. Um, definitely, we'll put them on later. I'll, I'll probably post some pictures or something. He's like, no, 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 you need to put them on now. I just gave them to you. <laughs> don't and be I, rude. <laughs> I, I had to get I had to get security on this guy. He was oh. getting really weird. Yeah. And I even kept the socks afterwards. But then I was like, why am I keeping these? And I threw them out. But that was the only time I've ever had a security moment or someone I needed to physically like, uh -huh. ooh, you're done here, sir. Mm -mm. Yeah, I'm not going to something. I know that uh, like there's some porn stars out there that have been had real life stalkers yeah. like, following their fun. address and everything um, that are, are huge problems. Uh, but we've been very lucky so far. Yeah, yeah. We're very happy with our, our community and our peeps. Uh, to that, though, if if you are a sex worker and your stuff gets put up on a website, just be conscious of and cautious with DMCA takedowns or reporting your stuff. Because when you do that, you have to give a third party all of your information. And that yeah. third party will usually give that to everyone involved, right. including your address and phone stalkers. Yeah. So please be careful about that. Yeah. That's a little pro tip. Please just be conscious. Um, yeah, they ask for that information to prove it's you. Uh, but, but then they also give it to your stalker. <laughs> and which that's, is not. Good. That's what the government could do is actually protect sex workers. And that's workers why the gov I don't want the government Instead involved. Instead of, well, I know, but the government gets involved either way and yeah. they treat us like idiots. Right. Look at SESTA FOSTA, the Earn It Act, like all these very sex negative things that are made to point out that we're in trouble and we need help. We're good, guys. You know, we, we report actual issues to the police. And if you'd actually, you know, take those seriously, that'd be great. Instead of villainizing what we do and then making it impossible for us to do our work after we've already, you know, built an audience that is our, is our, is our it's work. Mm. Sex work is work. Yeah. Well, then how about, this is the last question. Okay. What is your favorite part about sex work? Um, I, I, I like the freedom and the joy. I, 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 I like, especially when we travel and people come up. <laughs> so one of the first things people usually say when they come up is like, I love your videos. And I always have to ask a clarifying statement. I'm like, which ones <laughs> are you talking? Our YouTube channel? Are you talking my porn videos? <laughs> and usually, usually they'll reply, oh, both or your porn or you have a YouTube video. <laughs> so that's where it, I kind of get to, to understand which one you're talking about. Um, and I always do enjoy a lot of people are like, I love that you're portraying fetish in a non-shamey way because I've always had this fetish and you've been showing it and not many people will do that. Um, and they're, they, they start to whisper when they say that. Um, <laughs> so so um, that always makes me feel good. So I feel like um, through porn, I'm educating a little bit. Um, and let's see, what else do I like? Um, I, I love that I get paid to have sex. I mean, you, you, you talk about burnout, but I mean, it's hard to, I, and that's why I feel guilty complaining about uh, <laughs> being tired of my work because um, my work is fun. And so uh, not a lot of people get that opportunity to um, do what they enjoy and get paid for it. I like that it's never a dull moment. 
it's always it's always very creative there's always people that are there to support the thing that you want to create mm. no matter how niche or different or or even more kinky or fetish content or it, it you will always find the the and i mean this in the nicest most supportive positive way the weirdos that are there to see the things you're doing mm. you know and I think that's a lovely part of not only sex work, but just creating anything. You know you get in trouble every time you use the word weird. Austin uses it for their fucking logo. <laughs> if you're not mad at Austin, don't get mad at me. No, I, I mean that in a loving way. I, I think know. I'm weird. I like, know. I think kinks are weird. I and I, if I have to keep yelling it every podcast, I will. Because if yeah. you're... If you're doing sex it's against work, the norm, you're a little weird. Yeah. You're a little against the norm. And that's why we love you. That's yeah. why we think you're awesome. That is your superpower. Yeah. Like lean into it, bestie. Um, but my favorite part is just being getting be able to create. Just yeah. creating. Being 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 creative. That is my favorite part. I could I could be doing TikToks or YouTube or podcasting where we talk about sex. And we're a little too open at times. I, <laughs> we we probably are. We should pull back a little bit. But Pulling out? I'm an open How book. You? You're an open book. Um, everyone knows this. Okay, that wasn't necessary. But what? no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I it's just it's it's it replenishes my batteries. Being able to create a thing and put it out there, and people be like, "Hey, it me that that resonates with me." Let's ooh, now I can nerd out on this thing and find other people to nerd out with this thing about. I get it. I agree. Daddy. Yeah. Where can people find you to nerd out more? This ooh, is a really ooh, good ooh. conversation. Now, now you can see me on TikTok wow. and, and Instagram. It's TikTok same, era. Same, same name, Mr. Christopher Weston. And that's Christopher with a K. Um, or if you want to see the naughty stuff, you can go to MrChristopher.com. When are you changing your Twitter to Mr. Christopher I Weston? I can't. Why? Because, well, A, it's two letters too long. Oh. Uh, and B, which is why I didn't do it in the first place. And B. <laughs> go ahead. B. Uh, yeah. I, I forgot the second one. B for branding. <laughs> and you can find me everywhere at Pup Amp. There's, there's, no, there's no issues. I mean, what's the same? We have to do what's the safer without an O because it's too long. Right. See, I get it. and I didn't want to do that. Okay. I, I hear you loud and clear, Dad. I'm not. I'm not telling you how to. I'm do yelling at me. I'm not yelling at you. <laughs> but you can find me over at Pup Amp or find all of our sexy bits at pupamp.com, as well as everything from What's the Safe Word can be found on the Twitter, the Instagram uh, at What's the Safe Word. This has been What's Your Safe Pod, a What's the Safe Word production, and we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. By the way, you also have a Twitter that's unbranded BTS amp. I have multiple Twitters. I, all of my mainline stuff is all the same brand, Daddy. Your main. The line. BTS amp is because I can't because all of these websites require you to be logged in. I know via why. Twitter. I know why. There's always a reason for it. I'm just saying. So what? What's your reason for switching it to Mr. Christopher on some sites, but Christopher Weston on others? It just one is Christopher Weston. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't talk to me about branding or I'll pull out the brand. But if you use your Google ah, machine okay. and you said Christopher yep. Weston, it brings them all up. Censorship! <laughs> <laughs>